First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. This is Andrew, and I'm here today with Spring, and we're excited to talk to you about your questions about love, sex, relationships, all the good stuff. Um, And Spring and I are kind of on a high. Uh, we just got done with this amazing Reddit. I am a ask me anything. If you don't want it is, if you don't know what that is, we'll send you a link. Um, hey, Spring, how did you think our uh, Reddit ask me anything went? It was so fun. I mean, all we want to do is answer people's questions about sex. That's why we have this podcast, and we got to do it all day on Friday. In fact, questions are still coming in, and I'm a little bit panicky about. I think we need to set a whole the rest of our lives aside <laughs> to answer all these questions. <laughs> we sat for about seven hours and answered questions. There were over 7,000 people who upvoted the conversation and, and we had more than 2,500 questions and comments. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to look, uh, we'll post a link so you can see what's in there. Uh, it was really kind of fun to answer questions in a different way, but I really prefer sitting and talking with Spring and talking with all of you. So this is a much better medium at the end of the day. Yeah, but I mean, check it out and feel free to share that as well, because it has a lot of information in there and links back to a lot of our episodes. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about... Specifically, the hashtag, why don't women report sexual assault? Um, And we're going to broaden that out and talk about why um, people that have been assaulted don't report sexual assault. I think it's a really important question right now. Um, And it's something that comes up. It's coming up all the time in the media. If you've paid any attention to the news, people are constantly talking about, well, why didn't she say something earlier? Why didn't she say something sooner? Um, And I mean... I think I, I'm stumbling because I'm full of rage and anger. So why don't women report? It kind of blows my mind. Um, but then I think back to my personal experiences. And when I've been sexually harassed and sexually assaulted, I haven't reported because I was afraid people wouldn't believe me. I was afraid that the people who were sexual harassing, sexually harassing me would do something to disrupt my job because they were all they all outranked me in my position. Um, there was a lot of fear. I was afraid that something would happen with my partner's job. Um, and, and I'm a man, right? Sexual harassment does not happen to me every single day. It's not a daily occurrence. It's happened to me several times. And I was scared. Um, and I'm, a, I'm an empowered sex educator. So sitting in my position, I was still afraid to actually report the events when they happened. It's pretty, I mean, so for me, when someone says, well, why don't they just report? I think about my own life and I'm like, well, I didn't report for a bunch of reasons, like fear for my job, fear for my safety, fear that I wouldn't be believed, fear that people would call me a troublemaker. I don't know. 
What about you? What do you think? So, I mean, all we have to do is follow the hashtag Why Don't Women Report to see the hundreds of thousands of reasons. And there are just as many reasons as there are cases of sexual assault. And I think we can spend time talking about all the reasons um, all day. And that's, that's almost not the point, right? The real point is trying to shift people's perspectives on just unconditionally believing and supporting survivors of sexual assault. And so as we build these array, these different ways of building awareness and, you know, um, I love that hashtags like this because what they're really doing is getting a lot of people's stories out there, getting people to share um, some of the things that they might not have been able to share in the past and really allowing everyone to see how common it is, how common um, not reporting sexual assault is, unfortunately. So I was talking with uh, my students last week in class and I, I said to them, you know, I said, okay, men, men in this class, in the last week, what have you done to feel safe and to be safe? Right? It seems like a pretty simple question. Um, and students in the class, like the, the men were sitting around kind of looking at each other and I'm like, women, you're not allowed to talk right now. So I had to silence the women in the classroom because their hands started shooting up right away. But men in the class said things like, uh, I had to lock my door in my apartment. I had to uh, use my seatbelt. Um, and that, that was pretty much the entirety of that conversation, right? There are a couple little things that people said. Um, and then I said, okay, men, you're not allowed to talk. Now, women in the class, what have you done to feel safe or be safe in the past week? And the floodgates opened. Um, there were hundreds of examples, like every single woman in the room raised her hand essentially immediately. And, and this is a class with about 80 people in it. So it's a lot of people in there. Um, and they start talking about all of these examples of things that men don't even think about. Um, things like, uh, I'm afraid to go to the library at night because I have to walk in the dark, or I only park my car in certain places, or I'm always on FaceTime when I step outside of a building and it's dark outside, or I never go anywhere by myself. I don't feel safe doing any of these things. And the men in the room kind of lit up. They're like, what? Really? Like, is that really what your experience is like? Um, so it was a really interesting kind of thought experiment that happened in class that really helped men start to understand the situation and the danger that women feel and experience that's linked to why they don't report these kind of events. I mean, danger is a real significant issue uh, because of the gender roles that we have uh, in the United States and in many other parts of the world. Um, and it endangers women in their lives. And... I think that as people start to realize these things, um, they have a lot of questions. And I want to encourage people to ask questions, to have conversations, and um, also to be sensitive both in asking and in the answering of those questions. I know that sometimes when I've shared um, stories of things that have happened to me with friends or partners, sometimes they're trying to be supportive, but they'll say things like, why didn't you report that? Or why didn't you go to the police? And, um, and I want, I want to encourage people to ask those questions, but also kind of remember that those can be very damaging questions. And those are 
on the line of victim blaming, right? So when you are saying to someone that they should have done something in that instance, in an instance where they felt very powerless and um, were very afraid for a lot of different reasons, um, that's not always possible. And so even if it's something, you know, that happened very distantly in the past, it can still bring up some of those feelings of powerlessness, those feelings of fear. And so being really sensitive when you're having those conversations on both sides. Well, right. It makes sense. Uh, One of the reasons why a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it's a traumatic experience and reporting it forces you to go through the entire process again. You have to share all of those details that most of the time you just want to step away from and move forward and not look or examine that that incident or those incidents again. Um, And I mean, our current systems, our legal systems are really set to um, highlight the incident and force someone to live through it again and again and again. I mean, do you really want to talk about the worst day of your life in front of a whole group of people many times in a row? And Um, be in the same room with the person who's attacked you and have to face them and see them. I mean, why don't women report or why don't victims of sexual assault report? Because the systems that we have in place do a really bad job at actually protecting the person. I mean... Sometimes it, anyway, I I don't want to cast any blame. This episode isn't about blaming people. It's about empowering people to do the right thing. Um, I did start reporting. You know what got me to start reporting? What? Watching all of the women in my life not report and knowing that I had a a little bit more power and a little bit more freedom. Um, So I started doing it. And what I've found is that other women in my life, once they saw me start to talk about it, they've come out and talked about it more because it's created more of a community of like-minded people who are going to try to help each other out more. Um, There's also a poem, not a poem, there's a article by this uh, amazing author. Her name is Audre Lorde. uh, And she just says, she talks about how your silence won't protect you. Um, And I think that's one of the assumptions that a lot of people make, that being silent or being quiet or not talking keeps you safe or protects you. Um, And I've learned that Silence doesn't keep you safe. It doesn't protect you. And worse, it allows other people to be hurt too. So not only do you get hurt by being silent and not having any kind of resolution, but other people then become victims because no one has ever spoken out about it. It's one of the reasons why I love this hashtag me too, um, because instead of people just taking it and being and living as victims, silent victims, silent suffering, um, People are coming forward and actually talking about those experiences. Um, And in talking about them, it's actually, I think, starting to cause some real healing. Now, societal healing, maybe not. We have a lot of work to do as a society to address these issues. But I think individuals, when they start talking about it, it's one of the ways they can start to heal. One of the ways they can finally start to recover. And I like uh, what you were talking about and saying how you're like leading by example when you're reporting so that other people feel some safety and also see that other people are reporting things. And I think that um, one of the things that got me to start reporting was feeling just that, that I was an example for other people and to feel like, um, if, if I can do this, I can show other people that they can do it too. And that, that is very empowering in itself. I mean, that I think is a reason that we can, um, say, you know, go ahead and report these things because it actually 
that actually helps the healing process, right? And it helps empower you and helps um, show other people that they can do that too. And I've had people come to me and um, thank me for reporting and um, ask me for help in reporting and also um, tell me that I was the reason that they then reported something. And that is so amazing. I think it's so important that we keep uh, showing up for each other. This is one of those times where I'm so proud of Spring. Um, we've talked about it on the show before. She came forward. Um, her face has been splashed across newspapers with millions of readers talking about and reporting something that happened to her. Um, I mean, and it takes so much bravery to like on the front page of a newspaper, there's a picture of a person reporting something that happened to them. So it's no longer something just between you and another person. It's between everybody. But because of Spring's bravery and her reporting, I mean, you just have to type her name into Google. You can see exactly what we're talking about. Um, many more women and men have be, have been are being protected. Like she, she's essentially setting blazing the trail uh, for people to protect themselves from different kinds of sexual harassment and assault. One of the questions that actually came up um, in our Reddit Ask Me Anything was talking about like cyber sexual assault and if it's a real thing or not. Um, and that's part of this whole conversation. Yes, cyber sexual assault is completely a real thing. There's not a whole lot of difference between someone flashing you in a parking lot and someone sending you an unsolicited picture. And and yeah, the cyber sexual assault goes across many different forms. So anything that's non-consensual that is sexual in nature happening over the internet is cyber sexual assault. And we have research showing that the effects of cyber sexual assault are just as real as the effects of um, a sexual assault that happens in any other way. And so I think that to the people that think things that happen on the internet aren't important or aren't real or don't affect us. Um, I mean, all we have to do is look to the field of bullying to see that that's not true. We know that um, there have been suicides over people, comments that people are getting on the internet. I mean, that is very real. It affects you in just the same ways. I want men to talk to women in their lives. That's really what I think the first step to dealing with a lot of these issues are. I'm not blaming anyone for anything, but if you just start having that conversation, if you ask your mom and your grandmother and your aunt, um, or if you have kids, if you ask your daughter, I, I don't know a single woman who does not have a story about sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct. Like, I don't know a single woman who can't speak to it. Um, so if they're not reporting and if they've never said anything, maybe they do have a story to tell. But like Spring said, it's really important that you're sensitive whenever you start that conversation. Yeah. And so and we're talking about uh, this reporting and um, Andrew mentioned kind of some of the uh, the highlighting that can happen in the news and um, in other places. And I just want to comment that not every case that you're reporting is going to be in the news. Um, for example, that is a 
special case, the first of its kind in New York. So that's why it's all over the media. But um, if you're afraid for your privacy when you're reporting something, you can also report things um, and request that nothing is released uh, publicly about that. So um, don't don't let that be another uh, thing to get in your way. Um, just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> right. Uh, all of the major reporting, all of the repa- major reporting channels are completely confidential. Nothing is released. Like nothing happens to you. You just get to report and talk and get access to resources to help you recover. Right. Yeah. Anything else that we need to cover about? Th- I mean, we could talk about this all day. We, we encourage you to go check out the hashtag and you can read the actual experiences of people and the stories that people have to share. And there are hundreds of thousands now, right? So this is not, I, I mean, reporting sexual assault and sexual misconduct, and sexual harassment, um, it, it, it's obvious that it needs to happen if you just spend two minutes looking through, not even two minutes, 10 seconds scrolling through that list of responses. So go take a look. Um, and have a conversation with some people in your life, men and women in your life. And um, I hope you're not surprised, but if you're surprised, maybe that will be what it takes to spur us into action to try to change the situation that's causing this to happen. Yeah. And let us know if uh, you're angry, if you have questions, if you took action. We love to hear back from you about um, what you think and what our podcast makes you think as well. Uh, So uh, our period today is a shout out to RAIN, um, which is a national reporting network where you can get connected to resources that are local to you, telephone-based counseling, all of those different um, resources that can help you or a friend, right? Even if you've not been the victim, it's good to have this information because you can direct a friend there. So it's um, www.rainn, so there's two N's, .org. Um, And they have a phone number as well. It's 1-800-656-HOPE, and then HOPE is 4673. So 1-800-656-4673. There are a lot of other resources resources out there too, but RAIN is a great place to start because they can connect you to anything local, state, federal, international as well. And related to all of these things that we're talking about today, we want to remind you to check your voter registration, uh, make a plan to actually go out and vote, and then talk to older friends and family members, um, if you're not 18 yet, about voting, why you think it's important. And we want to encourage you all to convince at least at least one other person to vote and you can maybe if someone lives around you you can go with them or if they're nervous you can uh, escort them um, and be part of the change that's awesome right and right even if you can't vote even if you're not 18 you can convince someone who is 18 to go and vote too i mean i kind of love it i love going with friends and standing in that line Mm -hmm. together it's actually it's fun to be part of a system. And if we all vote, mm-hmm. it'll work. Okay. Um, so that's it for today, everybody. Um, we would love to t- uh, hear your questions. Uh, you can email us your questions. Uh, we're thesexwrap at gmail.com. Um, we're all over social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sex Rap. We have a phone number. You can call us and leave uh, your question there. We're at 413 it. That's rap with a W. But whatever you do. Just wrap us. Thanks, everybody. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, 
too embarrassed to ask at school. Or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.